head coaches and their wives, they share a very special bond. And as Heather said before, you're either growing apart or you're growing together. You either live two separate lives or you live one life. I mean, it just depends on what you decide. And for us, we decide to live one. And and we go through a lot. And she hears the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, she knows every side of me. She knows every button to push, when to push it, how to push it, or not to push or it. Not to push it. <laughs> but So when you see us at the game, it's not just after the wins. She's there after the losses, too. And everything's very consistent because we want to make sure that matter the win or the loss, that will not define our passion for each other. Welcome to the Joy Starters Podcast. Rachel has been on the road nonstop this past month, and we are giving her a little break this week so that she can rest and take care of herself. So what we're going to give you this week is an episode of Sunday Soul from October 2020 with PJ and Heather Fleck. PJ is the head football coach at Minnesota, where we just hosted one of our mental health awareness games. We are so excited that we were able to host three games this year. And so we thought it might be fun to get to know PJ and Heather Fleck a little bit. In this interview, they talk with Rachel about relationships, resilience, and pivoting. In the show notes, we will link to all of the Sunday Souls, which can be found on our YouTube channel, and we will also link to Season 5, which gives the -the behind-the-scenes details of last year's mental health game with Maryland. I've been so fortunate to be a part of um, the football program at Minnesota with PJ Fleck, with Heather, be part of their family. I've been in to speak three or four times. We've hosted the first ever mental health game between two Big Ten teams. And we didn't just do a helmet sticker. We went all out. I am so thrilled right now to be joined by my friends PJ and Heather Fleck. PJ is the head coach of Minnesota, their football team, and Heather is his lovely wife. Guys, how are you? Doing elite, Rachel. Good to see you. Doing elite. Nice to see you. <laughs> okay, Thanks I said in our, I, I, use, I still use these terms, by the way, even though I'm not broadcasting anymore. I'm like in our pre-show meeting. In our uh, in our pre-show meeting, I asked you guys, have you ever done a uh, a couple interview? like this before and you had to you had to think about it for a little bit but probably nothing like this huh i don't think so no you're you're the first rachel barbo it's exciting <laughs> well listen i'm interested I, to see what heather has to say <laughs> it's gonna be fun i did think about last night about having you play like the newlywed game but uh but no i i i nixed that idea um you know, <laughs> We crush it. We crush it. We're pretty good at games together. Yeah, we're really, we're a really good team when it comes to uh, board games. When it comes to card games, uh, euchre, we're we're pretty good teammates. I love that. That's a great segue right there. That's a great jumping off point and starting point um, because I know there are going to be a lot of coaches on this uh, listening to this broadcast. A lot, every every sort of person, but a lot of coaches, coaches' wives, people that are married, people that want to be married one day. And you just said something that I think was fantastic. We are great teammates. What does that mean to you, Heather? And then PJ, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Well, it depends. We're we're great teammates when we're on a team together. Not so great when we have to compete against each other. 
because um, we're both very competitive. We both like to win, and, and neither one of us like to lose. I mean, I'm talking anything. We can play catch in the yard. We can play rummy. Anything against each other, we, um, we're both very competitive. But when we play something together, we're just – I think we both, we both kind of think the same. We're both very competitive. We're both very, I think, methodical in how we think in games and things like that. So I think being a teammate is, is always being on the same page. So since we have to do that in our real life every day, it makes us really good teammates when we, we play games. Yeah, I would probably just echo what you said. But you, you can always tell when there could possibly be some type of disagreement or argument coming in our relationship because we're on separate teams. That's usually followed by one of us winning and one of us losing. I'm a very, very competitive person. But if someone's more competitive than me, it's her. And it's all, everybody's smiling, everybody's having a great time prior to the competition. And then when the competition goes, usually one of us just not talking to the other after that for a while. So it, ju it just is what it is. It starts out as really healthy competition. It doesn't get through that or it doesn't end that way when we get to the end. Guys, I, uh, in my own relationship, I think about there's, there's times where, and I'm not married yet, but headed that way. And for people that are headed that way, maybe some advice, you know, there are times when I don't much, um, sometimes I, he gets on my last nerve. Let me say it nicely. I know he's going to be walking. Now. <laughs> but, but he's my best friend and I, and I love him and I would never, ever, I have his back. I have his front. I have his side. I've, I've you know, I'm his teammate, right? I'm curious um, your thoughts on being each other's best friend and how that relates to the success of your marriage. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten on Heather's nerves. Never. <laughs> Anybody that says that their marriage is perfect or their relationship is perfect is lying. There is, there is no such thing as perfect. And I think we get on each other's last nerves more than once a day at times, but especially with being home 24 seven, which is very new to us. Um, but what, how many best friends have you ever had in your life that you don't get on each other's nerves? That's, that's part of the beauty of being best friends. I mean, we, we are best friends in everything that we do, whether it's a board game or football or whatever we do, we sacrifice for each other. And, and I think we both have learned over our lifetimes that if you're not best friends in a relationship, it won't work. And part of being best friends is having little tiffs and having disagreements. And as long as you do it in a respectful way, it, it works. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, we love doing stuff together. You know, I'm, I'm not one that, you know, goes and hangs out with the boys and she goes out with the girls for five days straight. We, we love to do things together. So when we golf, we go together. Uh, she's my best friend, right? So whether that's a boy or that's a girl, you, that's your best friend, right? So for me, my wife happens to be that. And so we share everything together um, and do a lot of things together and have a lot of the same interests. And I think that's, that, that's really important. For our lifestyle and what we do, that's what we both prefer. Uh, there's people that prefer opposites attract. You know, we're so similar that I think we both had to find out just as we've lived our life that that we together attract each other based on how similar we are. And I think that's really neat. You know, we're both type A people, I would say, and we need that in our life. And I would say even our uh, disagreements, we know that we'll be able to get out of that because 10 minutes later, we'll just forget about it, right? And move on. And I think our, that's really healthy. There is no, there, nobody's perfect, right? But you can be perfect for someone, yes. right? You can be perfect for that person. doesn't mean what you're doing is always perfect, but, you know, even in our time of disagreements, I mean, we, uh, we, I don't say we like our disagreements, but we can eat, we know we're going to get through them. You know, I think some people don't have that. And our positive times, we know that there's plentiful of those.
You know what I love to coach? I always say this, Coach and Heather. I say, I say to to my significant other, Chris. I say, you know what? The the best thing about this is that when we do disagree, there's always a conversation at the end and a deeper com- deeper understanding of each other, right? Like there there there's never usually a disagreement where we don't come out better as human beings and as a couple and having learned. Okay, that hurts you. Okay, I see where I may, you know, I I did that and I didn't mean to, and that hurt you, and so. I, in a weird way, and, and maybe a psychologist can can explain it, but I think that you can come out of disagreements better for each other. For sure. I, I would agree. Yeah, Heather's Italian and Irish. <laughs> so you can imagine the combination of that. It's like, you know, it's it's wonderful. No, she, she's, she's, she's got the biggest heart out of anybody. Uh, the one thing about her is, you know, I, I remember praying at night, just asking the good Lord to, to bring me someone that was passionate mm-hmm. is bring me someone that's so passionate about life and passionate about me and passionate about our future and passionate about and passion as a mother and so on and so forth. Here and am. here she is. And, and, and it came in like a hurricane, you know what I mean? And <laughs> hurricane Heather. And, but it, it, it's fun because we're, we're very similar that way where we love life. We live life to the fullest and we have a lot of passion, not only for each other, but, Passion for football, passion for each other, passion for our kids, uh, passion for our future, passion to travel. But everything we do is passionate. And I think, I think that's a fun way to live. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, I think you don't have to talk about no, no, who I, I am. I agree. I agree. And neither one of us, what I love about us is that neither one of us are, are sweeping under the wrong type of people. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't beat around the bush. We don't walk on eggshells. If, we have something on our minds. We talk about it and speaking your, your feelings should never lead to an argument. And I think both of us are really good at being able to talk to each other and communicate. Even if, even if we disagree, um, it's never just swept under the rug. We talk about it, we squash it, we figure it out and we, we communicate about it. And I think that that's been the key to our success is that I've always talked about respect and communication. You know, you've got to have a best friend first and foremost, but if you can, if you can be best friends and be married and always have respect for each other and always communicate, you're, you'll, it's very hard to fail if you have all those things. And Heather makes me better every day. You know, I mean, I hope I make her better, better, just like she makes me better and getting better. Not, it's not always liking what you're going through. Right. And I, I've had to learn a lot as a husband, as a best friend, uh, from being just a head football coach, right? And then coming home and you're in charge of so many people and you make every decision and then being able to shut that off and let that control go and not only just let it go, but have balance and know when to interject, when not, when to give your opinion, when not to, uh, all those other things, you know? And so it makes you better, but just because it's making you better doesn't mean you're going to like everything you have to go through to be better. Getting better is not about just enjoying it. Right. And that you have no issues or problems or arguments or uh, disagreements. That's not what it's about. And I always say, I, Heather makes me better than anybody else. And I hate it. That's, <laughs> yeah, nobody, the, that's nobody, the best way to put it. Nobody likes to be told they need to do something better. And I think with him and I, we've both grown. I've always said that in any relationship, either you grow together or you grow apart, but either way you grow and it, you have to, you have to really fight to make sure you grow together. And if you don't have a partner that makes you better every day, you're, you're never going to grow together. And I mean, there's a million things he's made me better at that. I didn't know I had to be better at. Right. So nobody, nobody likes to be told they need to do something better. So when you have somebody that can kind of just naturally make you better, I think that's, that's key. I think I always say this, and I don't know if I've said it to, to your team, 
at one point in time, I probably have, but having someone that loves you in a romantic relationship or loves you unconditionally, it's like holding a mirror to your face and they show you all the most beautiful parts of you, but they also show you if it's done right in a loving way and the love is good, good love, they show you the ways that you can improve, right? You know, and when you're with somebody that, you know, uh, again, whatever kind of love it is you're with somebody, you want to be better. And they show you those parts. You're like, oh, wait, I didn't know it was like that. So I think that's amazing. And I think that's awesome. And, you know, Coach, you said something um, a moment ago, and I have to concur with you. So I met you when I was a sideline reporter, but I did not know Heather. And Heather and I became friends um, over Twitter before I actually met her in person. And the reason why was because, and I don't even know if I've ever told Heather this, was because I saw her after games come and find you and embrace you. And I saw the love that she had for you. And I would see it on television. I would see it on broadcast. I would see her and I would see the love that you shared. And you guys were so open and, and it's so beautiful, right? And and I I think... Right now, with everything we're going through, what do we need more of? Love, right? And so that passion that you said that you prayed for, I saw it in her and I was drawn to her. And I was like, I want to be her friend. I want to know her. And then when I came to speak at Minnesota for the first time, you know, listen, the reality of this is I go to certain places and, you know, sometimes the coach comes to hear me speak. Sometimes he doesn't, you know, some, it, it might be a hello. How are you? And see ya. You guys invited me to dinner. We went to dinner, we sat down, we, uh, we broke bread, and, and it was beautiful. But it's interesting that you would say that, Coach, because for passion, because it's the exact reason why I was drawn to a friendship with your wife. Well, she's infectious, you know, and we do this job together. We do our life together, as we said before. And I don't care what people say or what scrutiny we take. She gives me a hug after a game. I mean, what's your wife supposed to do? Slap you in the face? I mean, not be there? Uh, she's visual with our players every single day. Uh, she's around our program every single day. Uh, we wouldn't be the program we are without her. Um, I was one in 11 without her. And uh, I'm on, a, I mean, our, my record's ridiculous with her as my wife. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I get And she deserves a lot of that credit just because she's got to coach the coach when the coach gets home. She kills the coach when she, when even I'm at work, when, if I'm harder on somebody than I needed to be, or I said something to somebody that she heard, she's like, you didn't have to say it that way. You should have said it like it. And I hate that at that moment, but she's <laughs> right. And she's made me a better person. She's made me more patient. She's made me better or more understanding. And I think if you even ask some of my staff members who have been with me all eight years from when I first became a head coach to where I am now, I think a lot of them would give the credit to Heather of how much I've changed mm-hmm. uh, for, for the good. Uh, of just being a better overall person, a better, uh, you know, uh, a better leader, uh, just a better husband, better father, a better coach, and a better teammate. So, but but we share that. We go through so much that a lot of people don't get a chance to see. I mean, head coaches and their wives, they share a very special bond. And as Heather said before, you're either growing apart or you're growing together. You either live two separate lives or you live one life. I mean, it just depends on what you decide. And for us, we decide to live one. And and we go through a lot and she hears the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, she knows every side of me. She knows, uh, you know, every button to push, when to push it, how to push it or not to push or it. Not to push it. <laughs> but, so when you see us at the game, it's not just after the wins. She's there after the losses too. And everything's very consistent because we want to make sure that matter the win or the loss that will not define our passion for each other. Now, after a loss, I'm not picking her up saying, you know, can you believe this and smiling, but she's always there. And, 
I think that just shows the power of, of how, how, or how powerful she is as a, as a wife, just in terms of what she can be able to handle, not handle, and then also just be there no matter what the result is. And I think that's important for me uh, as, as her husband and somebody who, you know, this is my queen, as you would say. And yeah. I even have, you know, she, I call her my queen to remind myself every day. I call our seven-year-old daughter princess. I call our six-year-old daughter angel to constantly remind myself yeah. of who I'm talking to. And it, it's, 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 it's helped me a lot uh, just in terms of how I've been able to grow as a man. You know, I was at the ASCA convention. You were the kickoff speaker, and um, there's like you know thousands of coaches in the room, and, and you mentioned me, and I, you know, kind of did the the dance in my seat, and what I'd done working with your program. You guys are my family. Your program is my family. Um, and afterwards, a funny thing happened. I'm waiting afterwards. I think it was one of the last days, and this this gentleman was off to my right, and I could tell he was fidgeting a little bit and, and kind of nervous, and. And he comes up to me and he says, um, and there's just a few people left in the room. And he says, uh, Miss Rachel, he said, excuse me, Miss, 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 um, I, I have a girlfriend and, and she's in a different state. And, and do you have any advice for coaches' wives? And he thought I was the wife of one of the coaches that was there. I was like, oh, no, sir. I was like, I'm not, I'm not the wife of a coach. I said, but I said, you know, and I gave him some advice. With that said, Heather, I'd love any to know anything, any advice, any word uh, that you could give for a coach's wife? Because let me tell you something to my listeners here. I want to take a moment. I know some of the most amazing coaches' wives, and it is one of the hardest professions out there. Um, a lot of my coaches' wives will say, you know, I take care of everything at home so that when he comes home, he can just be a dad or he can just put his feet up. In this limited amount of time that he has at home, I try to write the bills, do the handiwork, get somebody here to do this, make sure this happens so that he can really enjoy that time when he's home. I'm curious your thoughts, any advice you may have for other coaches' wives out there. I think first and foremost, Rachel, you have to be very selfless. This is, this is a profession that if you're a selfish person and you're married to a coach, it will never work. If you want to have your own glitz and glam career and you want to have something to yourself, it'll never work. You have to be patient. You have to be selfless. And PJ told me very early on that you have to have thick skin. Um, I'm Italian and Irish, but I'm also, I have a huge heart and I'm very passionate about the people I love. And, and it breaks easy. And, and thick skin is not something I have when it comes to people criticizing or saying bad things about the people I love, whether it's PJ or our kids or me or our players or our staff. Um, but I think from day one, I knew that, you know, I didn't always know, I didn't know everything that, that was going to be involved in being a coach's wife, but I knew that this job was very demanding and I knew how much I saw him give to it. Mm -hmm. And I think from day one, I've always kind of PJ goes like this, which means if it's under the house, I take care of it. And yeah. it's true when he gets home. And what I love about him is when he'll get, when he gets home, he will help me put away the laundry or take out the garbage or, but for the most part, I want to make sure that I handle all of that so that he can focus on football and be the best coach he can be because I know how much that takes out of him and how much it takes out of the players and the coaches and what it takes to be able to fill everybody's cup every day. You know, he's got to be the one to keep everybody up and motivated and going. And, and it's not just the football team. I mean, as a head coach, it's people say to us all the time, which cracks me up when they say, well, what do you, you only coach 12 games a year. What do you guys do in the off season? And it's like, 
the off season is busier than the, the regular season. You know, people have no idea what he deals with, with he handles everything. He's the CEO, right? So it's media, it's everything. So I, I work very hard to make sure that, you know, we've got two, we've got a lake home and we've got our, our home. We've got four kids that are back and forth between two different States. Um, and, and I work very hard to make sure he doesn't have to deal with all of that stuff. You know, and there's times I have to be the wife and call him and tell him about something or, or, have him like he has to be the boy because I can't do something but for the most part I I I try to take that off of his plate you know when he gets home I want him to be able to to relax and leave his his day at work and anybody that says that their work and their home life doesn't mix is crazy I think it's very hard for especially a guy like PJ I love him so much it's very hard to to be a coach all day long and then when you get home it's like you hang up the whistle and now you're a teammate, you know, and I think that's gotta be a very hard transition. So I think you have to be very patient. You have to be very selfless and you have to know that, that when you signed up for this, you're in it together in, in football and family is, is first. And that's just how you have to look at your life or it'll never work. You know, one of the things that we um, teach and, and, and I'm changing the narrative and for anybody who's, who happens to be watching this and, and uh, and may not know, um, I've been so fortunate to be a part of um, the football program at Minnesota with PJ Fleck, with Heather, be part of their family. I've been in to speak three or four times. We've hosted the first ever mental health game between two Big Ten teams. And we didn't just do a helmet sticker. We went all out. I mean, everybody in that stadium had a program that had resources for people to be able to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling anxious, I need help, here's resources to text or call. We had a joint PSA that was done between Minnesota and Maryland players, PJ and Coach Loxley. There were shirts made, there were activations, there was media. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. But PJ, one of the things that, that we teach in the movement, and I've really been focusing on for the past couple of weeks, and I have to ask you because you are a master motivator, is practicing the pivot. You know, we could all, all of us could focus on what was lost, what, what, what didn't happen, the wedding, the trip, the spring practice, the, all the things that didn't happen, or we can practice the pivot and pivot to what we can do right now. And like I said in my video to your players recently, do the best you can with what you have to the best of your ability, look for people to help and then rest. And if you do that every day, um, that's a good day. That constitutes a good day. I'm curious, um, talk to me about how you have practiced the pivot in terms of coaching in a whole new different way um, through technology and what we're going through with the uncertainty that we're facing in the country and in the world. Well, that's what Row the Boat is all about, you know, and it's ironic that we have what Row the Boat is and it gets implanted during this COVID-19 pandemic that's affecting our entire world. And every single person, no matter who you are, is affected by this. You know, it doesn't matter where you live or what country you're in or what side of the country, the United States you are in. It doesn't matter if, if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're old or young. I mean, it's affecting every one of us somehow, some way, whether that's through our health, finances, our jobs, whatever it is. I mean, our influence. But that's what Row the Boat's all about. But we, had a, we had a team meeting the other day talking to our players about being intentional with actions, not just having intentions. There's a big difference. Yeah. And everybody says, well, I'll get to that tomorrow. I'll do that next week. Or I'm not going to do that today because of this happened last week. Uh, I can't do that now because this COVID-19 is now affecting me. Um, you know, and everybody's stuck in this old norm. 
well, who's to say our new norm can't be better? And why shouldn't it be better? Because there's education. There's, there, there's so much to learn from this. Who's to say our world can't be better? Who's to say college football won't be better? Heather said it best the other day, and I shared this with our football team. Heather said it's, it, it felt like Mother Nature told us all to go to our room and think <laughs> about what we've done. And whether that's abuse to our planet, uh, I mean, there's so many things out there that show this this global picture of what our world looks like without all the traffic and yes. and the 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 the, 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 uh, the factories going right now. Whether it's our planet, whether it's our health, whether it's the finances, whether it's taking going to concerts for granted or watching college football, you didn't go to the game live because you had eight TVs to watch at home, and now three four weeks into the quarantine, you're complaining because. You can't go be social. But we took all that for granted. College football's attendance is down over the years, uh, over the last five years, across the board. We've taken so much for granted that Heather's statement was 100% on, that when we do get back to this new norm, what will we make better? What will we make our new norm? What did we take for granted that we now know that we can make better? Be a better husband, father, be a better a son or a daughter, be a better employee, be a better leader, be a better coach, be a better wife or husband, uh, a mother, a father. And we, we can do all that. And it, it's sad to have something like this wake us up because we all have certain personal tragedy that happens that wakes us up for a week or two weeks right. or a month or every year starts over where we make new resolutions. But this has affected everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And it is truly life and death. And we've all had to sacrifice to make our neighbors healthy, not just ourselves. And everybody has to sacrifice for this to work. So it's everybody involved in it. And we're in it together. We're rowing the boat. And the only thing you can do is control right now. You can't do anything about the past except learn from it. But we are going towards the future and we get to determine where that is. And I think that's what everybody needs to take out of this. You know, Heather, I think you are so spot on because I've said this and I know many people have to the best of your ability, you know, I I say to people and and for myself, I'm going to come out of this better, right? Like to your point, coach, you know, you can go right now, you can go online and do a virtual tour of Anne Frank's house. You can do a free course right now at Harvard about the science of well-being. You could come out of this with a certificate from Harvard. You know, I'm like, I went back to my goals. I'm like, you know, I'm Latina, but I can't speak Spanish. So I'm practicing my Spanish every day. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a goal. I read 30 minutes every single day. You know, I work out. There's, I'm going to come out of this better. And so we can't change. And that's what I've been telling athletes and people across the country. We can't change what happened beforehand. But what we can do is make things right. We can drop off the funky junk like we talk about in the movement. And I'm changing the narrative. We can forgive. We can move on. We can be better. Because I want to look back in 20 years from now and say, um, that was a pause and the whole world paused and it was a terrible, horrific thing. But who did I come out of COVID-19 as? Cause I sure as heck don't want to be the same girl that went in. Yep. I agree. And we've talked about that a ton. It's if you watch PJ too, it's amazing to me to watch him work because in his, in his, I don't, I think in his life, he's never had this much time just at home. Like I've in our relationship, I've never seen him this much at home. But I mean, he went from from being a, a high school player to a, a college player to playing in the NFL to coaching. So his whole life has revolved around 24-7 football. And it's funny when this thing first happened, he was like, you know, how what are we gonna do? Not seeing our team. And within within an hour, he had a camera at our house, 
we figured out the whole, we never, how many people had even heard of zoom before this? We've heard of it, but nobody's ever used it. I mean, he's doing team meetings every day. He's, he's out there in, with a, in a different spot with his camera doing a team meeting. They're reading a book together. He's literally on the phone doing FaceTimes all day long with different things. And he's, he's recruiting from home, which is how did you think you could ever do that? But it's amazing to see how much him and the staff have been able to, to adapt to this. Cause you think if you can't meet together, there's no way you can't football's done. You can't do anything. And I think a lot of people thought that at first and he's like, okay, what, do, how do we make, don't tell me what I can't do. Tell me what I can do. How do we make it work? And it's been amazing to watch him work through all of this. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen a lot of other coaches. I've obviously only seen PJ and his staff, but his staff is grinding and it's, it's amazing to watch how they've been able to adapt to it. One of the things as we wind down here that we always ask our guests is, um, is in the coming week, what are you, what are you focusing on? What are you being intentional about? And, and maybe some way that you can share that with uh, our viewers in ways that they can practically uh, be intentional and, and what may they might focus on. Go ahead. Well, I think that you already hit on that in terms of being better, right? All of us. Uh, Heather bought the mirror. Have you ever heard of the mirror, the workout the deal? Okay, it's anyway, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, I, I've dedicated myself in the mornings to making sure that I'm healthier when we get out of this because we can get in these ruts when we're at home. Uh, so I, I haven't been home very much. I don't know what it's like to be home. And so for me to be able to function, I have to do all the things I still did at work, but I have to do them at home and I have to prioritize my day and literally write down exactly. I mean, we're talking 10 minute, 15 minute segments throughout the day of exactly what it'll look like. Or you get off track. It's so easy, whether it's the dog or the kids or Heather or I got to be the boy for a little bit and gosh forbid, fix something. You know, I don't know how to fix anything around the house. Uh, but I think if, if you're not prioritizing your day and you're not literally writing it out as you would work, uh, then you are going to get lost. There'll be a show on TV that takes you off something. There's going to be this, you know, th this boredom that takes over. We've told our players, if you're bored, you're not doing it right. I mean, being concerned and staying healthy doesn't mean boredom, right? With this stay at home. The people who are taking advantage of being home and growing and learning and becoming better, they are going to kick the living crap out of whoever didn't, right? And, and we as college football coaches, we're all competing against the other Big Ten schools, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, right now as we speak. Who's getting better? Who's, with, who's recruiting better? Who's doing it a different way? Who's being more creative? Who's taking the 24 hours in that day and applying it? Who's more connected? Who's all on the same page? Whose players are actually trusted, right, to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, and when nobody's watching them? Yes. So I think it's just being intentional with your priorities. We call time management really uh, time priority. So who's being more intentional with that? Not just the players, but the coaches. Uh, the wives, uh, our kids, you know, I mean, most of the parents these days have turned into homeschoolers, which they did not sign up for. Um, and it, it's amazing what the jobs that everybody's have been able to take on, but who's doing it better and who's going to be able to do it better for longer. And that's been our quote since January, our slogan for the year. And it's ironic that this has happened because who can do it more consistently with more in, with, with being intentional, better for longer. And that's what we've challenged our players. It's amazing. Lastly, if you could say something 
from a coach's perspective and also from a, a, a mother's perspective? Because you are the mother to the team, Heather. That's, that's what you are. I've seen you around. You choose to do that. I love it. Um, you're around every day. To every athlete out there who, whose life, maybe they're a young athlete in high school, maybe they're a little bit older, but their life changed, right, um, very drastically, whether their spring sport was taken away or they don't know about fall, these things. From a coach's perspective, Coach and Heather, I'd love for you to leave um, leave with a, a, a bit of motivation, a bit of encouragement for these athletes. Well, I've, I've said it before is that, you know, there are no problems, only situations. Now, we're talking life and death, and that is a major problem. Um, but coming out of those things, there's a situation presented of how you're going to respond to that. And from situations, create unique opportunities. Some people take advantage of those opportunities to make other people's lives better, and some let the opportunities slide by uh, because they're stuck in that, that problem way of thinking instead of thinking with a solution based on a situation that's come your way. And that's what we want all of our players to look at and do. And we want them to have that situation type mindset. We're in a unique situation. No one's ever been through it. But there's this huge opportunity for something, growth in something, right? Uh, learning in something. And it's up to us to find it. And she is a mother to our whole football team. I mean, they talk to her. They'll call her without calling me about certain uh, girlfriend issues that they have and extending off of what you've done. And uh, she has relationships with everybody. And it's been fun to be able to have that because – you know, trust consists of a lot of things, you know, time, consistency, and then you need proof. And to have our players trust her as not only a coach's wife, but also a mentor for them or someone they can be a mom figure to them. You know, she's not their mother and never will replace their mother, yes. but she is the team mom. And while their mom is not there, she can help guide them in the right direction that they need from a female figure. Because sometimes our males need a female opinion. Right? They just don't need the head coach's opinion or our coordinator's opinion. They need a female opinion and they need that perspective. And if they're smart, they're probably finding those out because <laughs> if they're not, then they're just, they're, they're just bullheaded and they're going to have major issues down the road. So that's the best advice I would be able to give is take accountability of the situation that you're in and know that there is opportunity somehow, some way out of this to create good, no matter what tragedy or hard times we are facing. And I think for me as a mom to these guys, a second mom to these guys, that's that's what I've kind of challenged them to. You know, PJ's always defined maturity as when doing what you want have to do becomes doing what you want to do. And a lot of kids don't want to get on their computers in the morning and take an online class or do a workout in their house. Or they're like, man, I'm home. I don't have coach around. I don't have anybody to tell me what to do. This is a, a good chance for them to show how mature they are and to be accountable for their actions. And And I've had conversations with a couple of them, you know, don't waste this opportunity to show that you, you are, are turning into a man, that you're accountable and that you're mature. So I think for all of them, and it's also not taking anything for granted. I mean, you talk about how hard it is for school and, and football and girlfriends and family. And look at these people that are struggling with staying alive right now. Look at, look at how much you took for granted the facility and being able to eat three meals a day there and have an environment where you're safe and comfortable and you like to be around your, your, your brothers and your aunts and uncles and because some of these guys, not everybody has a, a perfect life at home. You know, mm -hmm. football was, was the escape from a not so perfect life. So just being able to, to show that they can be mature and not take anything for granted coming out of this. You guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you for gracing me and all of our viewers with your time and giving us a little peek at your relationship and behind the curtain. 
um, and, and showing us the soulful side and what makes you tick and how you do what you do as teammates and as best friends, as a coach and as a team mom. You guys have a great day. Thanks so much. You too, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Roll the boats. Guy, the mo- Sky, Ma, go Gophers. Thanks.